Hello and welcome to FilmNerds.com, where we are beginning a new podcast series here today. Uh, and the topic will be the ever uh, the ever interesting subject of zombies in film. Uh, with us for this series is, uh, I have to say, by far the most qualified guest we've had on FilmNerds.com <laughs> thus far. He is uh, an instructor of English at the University of Alabama, where uh, he, has, he has taught a class... Uh, special topics in literature class on the subject of zombies uh, that has received national attention. So we thought he would be the perfect guy to address this subject with us on FilmNerds.com. Sean Hode will be our guest for this series, our guest programmer. And uh, welcome to the podcast, Sean. Ah, thank you. The only thing I love more than zombies is movies about zombies. (laughs) All right. Yeah, I've – the the research for this series, I always like to – to give myself a little refresher course before we do podcasts. So I've been in a particularly demented state of mind this week just <laughs> with the research I've been doing. So it's been interesting. Um, well, during this series, uh, basically, we're gonna we're just going to delve deep into uh, into this this genre of film, this, this very interesting and complex and always evolving genre. Uh, and we're going to take a look, rather than, rather than go film by film, as we've done in some of our other film nerd series, we're going to be sort of taking a look at uh, different aspects of this genre, different sort of uh, conventions and uh, and different areas of interest in the zombie genre. Uh, and, and today, though, uh, in this first podcast, we're just going to kind of take a, a little introduction uh, to, to the zombie genre. We're just going to look at how it came about and, and just sort of a, a basic look at at why we're doing this series, why the zombie genre has become such a big deal in American film. Um, Sean, why don't you give us a brief just introduction on, on how far back the zombie film goes. Obviously, zombies are have been uh, an idea that's been a part of uh, various cultures and, and uh, civilizations for a long time, but as far as appearing in, in the medium of film, how far back does this go? Yeah, well, actually, let me let me clarify something. First, is uh, you'd think that zombies go back a lot further than they actually do, um, because I, I, um, I mean, the idea of zombies, the idea of vampires or werewolves, for uh, for instance, right? Sure. They go back, uh, you know, to at least the Middle Ages, possibly earlier, and um, other uh, mummies obviously go back to you know Egyptian time, but the zombie is actually um, almost a, a film creation. So it's it's really appropriate to do this this podcast for it because zombies as we understand them as we you know as we think about them didn't exist before movies and in fact the concept of zombies in the West didn't exist at all until maybe four years before the first zombie movie hmm. and uh, they they started in I would say the idea in the West of the zombie movie started with uh, the um, the book uh, by uh, William Seabrook called the Magic Island, which is about um, Haiti, and Haiti, of course, is where we think of. If we think of something being, you know, real zombies, we we always think of Haiti, sure, because they they have the uh, you know the puffer fish venom that they use to put people into a into a state, you know, which seems zombie like, and 
those zombies aren't like the Romero zombies that eat your eat your brain or whatever, but uh, they are what we think of when we think of what could possibly be a real zombie. And um, shortly after that book, um, or with the publication of that book, sort of Haiti mania and zombie mania took over in uh, in the United States. People were crazy about the idea, and there was a play called Zombie that was popular and, and people went to see it and it was you know for the time scary but they took this idea and they made uh they made a movie called white zombie in 1932 and what happened is they they and they basically stole the entire plot and idea from the play zombie but in perfect hollywood style they said well we don't have to pay for this because this is based on a non-fiction book uh it's just based on things that happen so they they essentially stole the idea um, from from the people that made uh, that made the made the play, um, what could be more Hollywood than that? Sure. Well, and and we, uh, so and that we, immediately was, that immediately was popular. I was going to say uh, um, it made eight million dollars, uh, which was huge at the time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's we've we've actually seen that with other uh, with other sort of uh, subgenres of horror from that era as as well. We obviously the the whole Dracula. Uh, vampire film was started with Nosferatu, which is just a, a ripoff of of Dracula. Right, right. Um, and of course, uh, White Zombie wasn't a ripoff of Dracula, but then you had Bela Lugosi in it as the as the zombie master. Right, and so that was coming right off of his success as uh, as Dracula. Of course, he tipped his hand. Unfortunately, when he was negotiating to make the movie. And uh, they they really wanted him, and he was very popular because of Dracula, uh, which came out in '31. And but he tipped his hand that he really needed money, and so again, in perfect Hollywood style, they screwed him, and they ended up paying him just eight hundred dollars <laughs> for this movie that made eight million. And uh, I think he was a little too trusting with them. Right. Um, well, so obviously this this has a, a history before the Romero films, but. Uh, the one, the one movie everyone sort of looks at as the the movie that really set this genre off and and made it into the you know what it what it basically is today would be Night of the Living Dead, which uh, which was uh, the first zombie film from George Romero. Uh, right. What are what are some of the the sort of conventions and and the stereotypical zombie elements that we see in all zombie movies today what what were sort of the some of those that romero created that weren't really part of that genre before night of the living dead okay well it's really interesting i'll take you through a, a little bit of history if that's okay sure absolutely um, okay which and we had uh, in white zombie um the idea is that there there it's a there's a zombie black magic of one kind or another and it was based on this book the magic island that adopted that purported to document actual you know, actual uh, practices that were going on in Haiti. Uh, it being white zombie, right? The uh, the idea is that it's different. Oh, these aren't black zombies. These are these are these are white zombies, and they're you know they're they're taking over, uh, you know, the the white women and things like that. The usual paranoia is uh, racist paranoia of the time. So we had that in as that as that uh, moved on, you got far further away from the idea of the of the zombie master. And in the 50s, uh, when everyone was worried about nuclear attack, nuclear fallout, uh, you know, our genetics are being changed, um, you started to get, you got in a movie called uh, The Zombies of Moratau, which was a war movie, um, you got the idea of the contagious zombie. So Romero didn't make that up. 
Um, you know, if you're a zombie and you and you bite someone or somehow infect them, they become a zombie. They die and become a zombie. So Romero had had that to work with. But now, in let me let me interrupt you real quick. So in yeah. in this Moratau film, how how is the zombieism spread in that film? Because I, I, I'm assuming they are they're not yet uh, the, the man eating variety of zombie. Right, right. It's it's it was a little unclear. It's if the zombie attacks you and kills you. If you're killed by a zombie, it's almost like being a werewolf, right? right? If you're, well, no, no, although a werewolf would be alive, I guess. But anyway, uh, if you, uh, if you're attacked and killed by a zombie, then you become a zombie. They didn't have the same sort of ideas of, uh, virology as we have now. I mean, you, you see, you see now when you see zombie movies, or, uh, or really many different kinds of, of monster movies or horror movies, you'll see that it, it, it takes into account our fear, our fears of, uh, viral infection. And, but they didn't really have that in the 50s yet. They didn't really understand it the way that we understand it now. But they did understand uh, contamination, like nuclear you know, contamination. Sure. So if you were killed by that, you then became a zombie. So, yeah, it was a little unclear on how exactly the uh, <laughs> transfer happened. Um, but uh, the – so that, that was really a big change in it in that it was, it was no longer black magic. It was something naturalistic. And then what Romero did, the genius of Romero – was that he took, um, he, he, you know, he, he had lemons and he made lemonade, really, right? He went and he, and he said, okay, well, what's scary? Oh, well, the living dead are scary. Okay, we're going to make a movie about the living dead. But we're making this for, you know, a hundred, what, $119,000, I think, which, uh, was nothing for, you know, a 35 millimeter movie. They had to shoot in black and white. They were shooting it with friends. They were staying in the farmhouse where they filmed it, uh, smoking reefer, you know, having a good time. And they said, how can we really make this zombie movie something that – or they, they didn't call it zombies in the movie, right? right? But the live, this living dead movie, how can we make it something that's really going to get attention? What's the most offensive thing that we could get away with? <laughs> and they, then they hit right on it, cannibalism. Cannibalism is – I mean there's there, – of course, you know, incest is a cultural no-no, right? Sure. But – yeah, you know, but nobody really wants to watch that kind of thing in a movie. It's 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 such a taboo that it's not you know interesting to watch because that's something that uh you know ostensibly people could do. Not that they would want to do that, but but nobody's eating other people, right? But the idea that these living dead will eat you, and then <laughs> with what's left of you, you will get up and you will start eating other people. <laughs> was the most disgusting, um, horrifying, attention-grabbing thing that Romero and his, and his, and his uh, associates could think of. So they put it in there, and, of course, it worked perfectly. It worked beautifully. We, had these, we have these living dead. Not only are they risen from the grave, because maybe, maybe because of some sort of radiation from a crashed satellite, but we don't know. It's very vague. And really, it doesn't matter, right? If the, if the zombies are at your door... I'm not really looking into what caused it right, <laughs> right then. I'm just trying to survive, you know. But um, but they they added the the flesh eating part, and that completely disgusted everyone to the point where they couldn't look away. And naturally, that inspired uh, all the Italian gross out movies of the late '60s and early '70s uh, with the Living Dead, where really they were just excuses for extended <laughs> scenes of dis- the most disgusting cannibalism, and. Uh, Italian audiences loved it, and and there are some that have survived to become, you know, uh, offbeat classics in America. But then he put the two ideas. He put the two ideas together: the contamination 
and the cannibalism to come up with something unique. And uh, he just, with his subsequent movies, uh, especially Dawn of the Dead uh, in '78, he he just took it to the took it to the omega point. Right. That was really what he introduced. He introduced the idea of the cannibalistic zombie. And when now, when you think of zombies, what do you think? They're going to eat you, right? They're going to kill you, eat you, and then you're going to go up and eat people, which you really don't want to do. Yeah, it's the. I mean, it's that. Like you said, that's that is the sort of defining uh, trait of of zombie movies today that that really came out of that movie. But one of the other things that just to, just to touch on briefly that Romero. Uh, is credited with introducing into the genre is is making it about uh, a little more than just the the surface terror that that he sort of injected some some interesting uh, undertones. Subtext? Yeah, a- absolutely. And and in the in the later in the later installments of this podcast series, we will we will touch on some of those various subtexts. But um, uh, just just to stay on this on this very surface level that we're talking about right now, some of these some of these conventions we talk about that Romero uh, helped define and really that that were that were set up early in the days of the of the zombie genre were uh, have, have sort of been defied and played with a little bit as we've gone on uh, in the in the subsequent decades. And for instance, I, I want to talk about one that a lot of people debate, uh, which is in in some of these recent zombie movies that zombies aren't really any longer this sort of lumbering, slightly benign uh, creature anymore. Uh, we have we have zombies that are that are fast and that are sort of athletic and even even more dangerous than ever before. Uh, we saw that in Danny Boyle's Twenty Eight Days Later, and and also in the the remake of Dawn of the Dead, uh, which right. really even even irked a few more people because you have <laughs> you have the the whole Romero uh, convention of of the lumbering zombie being defied in a remake of a Romero movie. Uh, what do you think about about playing with that zombie formula, Sean? And and when have you seen? Uh, can you think of any examples where it worked for you, or are, are you pretty much across the board against messing with the zombie convention? Well, the great thing about a convention is, as soon as it becomes a convention, it becomes essentially uh, the playground of creative people. As soon as you have a convention, it's time to subvert the convention. And uh, I think that the zombies, the fast zombies, um, I call them the zoom- nice. yeah, I call them zombies. <laughs> um, I have to tell you, Dawn of the Dead, uh, two thousand four, um, scared the living hell out of me. And twenty eight days later, same thing. Uh, you no longer, as you say, uh, if you think of Shaun of the Dead, right? You still got the lumbering zombies, and. But they're kind of amusing until, of course, they rip your throat out. You know. Right. But they're kind of amusing. They're lumbering. There is nothing funny about a running zombie. It is just pure terror. Yeah, and, and that's, I think, that's what makes uh, – like, like we mentioned 28 Days Later in the 2004 Dawn of the Dead. I mean they're, they're so different than when you watch uh, something like Day of the Dead or the original Dawn of the Dead where they're, they're sort of – moments of of levity in there i mean these are these are sort of intense just just uh you know gritty thrillers all the way through they you know there there is no there is no break in those movies right this is not your father's zombie movie you know uh this isn't this isn't one where you can go oh i'm so scared look at the little the mummy coming after me or whatever this is something where if you are not completely on your toes and maybe even if you are you are doomed they will run after you and at, at superhuman speeds and you know I think as far as, I mean, if we're talking about 
it's kind of funny to talk about realism in a zombie movie. You know, we're talking about reanimated dead people coming after you. But but let's say that we accept that. Um, the running zombie doesn't really make any sense. But in terms of I'm going to scare your pants off, it makes perfect sense. And also Danny Boyle's 28 Days Later, as I'm sure your listeners know, is not strictly a zombie movie. They're not actually dead. They've got the virus that makes them. In fact, people wouldn't even think of that as a zombie movie if they weren't sort of cannibalistic and and um, uh, extremely contagious. Right. Well, it, <laughs> it, it, it operates under, you know, I, I think it's sort of it's sort of operating on the same basic fears as a zombie movie. Like you mentioned, the, the contagion and the fact that the these these monsters are in the form of humans, which is a very yeah. important element of the zombie genre, obviously. Right, right. Yeah, that's actually also in 20 Days Later how it becomes a zombie movie. And I do think it is a zombie movie. Um, another way is that is that, you know, uh, your mother is not your mother anymore. <laughs> if she gets infected with the va- rage virus, she is only someone who wants to infect you with the rage virus. And, right. uh, which is, which so, is exploited, uh, quite well in Shaun of the Dead. And I'm sure we'll talk about that later <laughs> in the series. Right. Um, Shaun of the Dead is, is great at, at, at subverting a lot of those conventions, which is why it's funny. But what I like about Shaun of the Dead, if I can just talk about that for a second, sure. is that it's also scary. Yeah, absolutely. It works as a as a horror film. I mean, they're they're those guys are those guys. Uh, you know, if you watch some of their other work, Hot Fuzz and their uh, mm-hmm. their their brilliant British television series Space. I mean, they oh, yeah. those guys those guys are very funny, uh, but they they don't they don't necessarily parody genres so much. They're they're just operating within them and and making uh, a you know a truly yeah. great version of whatever they're working on. They kind of they they riff on them, right? Sure. Um, and uh, and I well I I think they're complete geniuses. So, but um, but Romero um, when he he brought something else into the into the zombie world, he made it that these zombie movies quite quite accidentally at first, but then he 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 tried to do this um, that they're not zombie movies are not just about these creatures that want to kill you and eat you and turn you into zombies. He cre- he basically said this is a platform that we can have a serious discussion about society. And this is with the subtext that we were that we're going to talk about later. But sure. but he said, you know, we can talk about in Night of the Living Dead. We can talk about racism. If we're talking about Dawn of the Dead, we can talk about American consumerism. If we're talking about Day of the Dead, we can talk about uh, the, the military industrial complex, right? If if we're talking about Land of the Dead, we can talk about the the um, gated communities and separation of rich and poor in America in a way that's never been done before. And if we're talking about Diary of the Dead, his, his latest and uh, probably final, but latest entry in it, we're talking about the YouTube generation. You know, if someone, if I hear about someone um, like Jeremy Lusk, I think his name was, was the motocross racer, that uh, stunt person that just got killed. Um, he got killed at a, at a, a public exhibition. His, his motorcycle, it, it crashed and he hit his head and, and was killed. As soon as I heard about that, I went on YouTube and was able to find footage of it. Wow. Because everybody's filming everything all the time. And, and now we have, because of the internet, we have all these ways to share that information. And that's what Diary of the Dead, yes, it's a scary zombie movie, and I think it's extremely effective. But it's also about the YouTube generation. Sure. And so, so that's something that Romero, Romero really started that. Romero really started the, oh, this is socially irrelevant. This isn't just a, a monster movie. Yeah, absolutely, and that's and that's why uh, that's why uh, the zombie subgenre is is worth dedicating a whole podcast oh. series to, which we'll uh, and we'll be looking at sort of these 
these various different ways that the zombie genre has been used to uh, to take a look at certain aspects of our of our society of of the human condition. Can I say one more thing about zombie movies? Though? Definitely. Just this is just a foundational thing, so I think it should be in the first podcast. But um, is that zombies are actually the ultimate movie creature because they don't think they do; they only do, and that's something that can be captured perfectly on film better than any other medium, not as novels or graphic novels or you know radio show or whatever. Really, a movie is the perfect place to have the zombie menace, and so it's especially appropriate that you're devoting. Uh, some of your podcast to this because it's all it's all action. There's there's no need for uh, for inner monologue or uh, or further explanation. You what you see is is what's happening with a zombie, right? No zombie has ever asked what's my motivation. <laughs> it's brains. That's what the motivation it's, is. It's brains. Yes. <laughs> well, thanks again, Sean, and uh, everybody. Join us again next week for episode two of this series. In our, in our second episode of this series, which we'll have on uh, next week, uh, we're going to be talking about something that Sean just mentioned. Uh, we're going to be looking at how race is examined in, uh, in some of the various zombie films that have been made in the podcast we're going to call The Living as Minority. So uh, we'll look forward to that next week. And Sean, thanks for, uh, thanks for doing this series with us. I'm very much looking forward to, uh, to the future episodes and uh, exploring this very interesting genre with you. My pleasure.